0: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. My name is Noma DJ Sunshine, and this is another episode of Sunshine in Africa. All right, so I'm just going to jump right into it today. The topic is jealousy. Jealousy is the freedom of fools. What does that mean? Only foolish people will revel in being jealous or living in jealousy within themselves. So, in essence, when you are dealing with someone that you perceive to be jealous of you, You may not see the signs at first, but it's what they do or keep doing around you that will make you start thinking, hmm, why is this person worth being around me? Now, most jealous people have an emotional attachment to anything or someone, usually it's someone. And what they do is they look at everything about you, so they'll analyze you from top to bottom, from the way you dress, from your hair, your shoes, your clothes, all that and they'll take all of that into consideration and start picking the things that they like and the things that they don't like about you. The things that they don't like about you, they laugh about by themselves. The things that they do like about you, they tend to attack you about those things. So let's say you're driven in a business sense. You're just a natural business-born person. You can move and make fast decisions and make money very quickly. You can also gamble money away and recover your losses and never have to think, oh my God, it's the last time I ever do that. That's a born business person, all right? So if you're used to being accomplished and a business savvy person and you meet someone that is nowhere near that, not even close, like this person looks at you and thinks that, oh, you know, you just think you're cocky because you're highly intelligent and motivated and driven, all right? That's what's taking someone's goodness away from them because a jealous person will judge you for your good things and your kind things and the positive things about you and not congratulate you for those things, right? Fast forward. There is a situation that I ran into very recently actually, about a couple years ago. I was very close friends with a certain individual and we were close, very close. It didn't dawn on me until much later on that this person was actually trying to take my talent, if you want to call, it. I mean, I guess everything about me from the way I looked, from the way I dressed, making negative comments, always chiming in when people had positive things to say, just to change it up and make it negative, you know, just things like that. And then the final straw was one time when i received a very gracious compliment from a position a person from a position of power and this individual here this friend of it was there as well and had the nerve to turn around and say oh but you don't know how often she's late you don't know that she uh she just falls asleep on the dime of her hat or whatever it is that she said either way it was negative it was designed to steal that moment away to make them shine in a negative light as far as passing on rubbish information that didn't even make sense and wasn't even warranted at the time. That is a jealous person. So, how do you identify jealous people? You study, you watch, okay? And you listen. You open your eyes, and your ears are like really, really like high up, and then you use your brain. And then you'll see the certain certain things that this individual does around you. Do they cause destruction in your relationships? Are you always constantly fighting with the partner, spouse, your family over this person? Right? Because a jealous person wouldn't cause division amongst your close-knit family and friends. They would encourage good and strong relationships amongst that, and they would follow through. Not just say, oh yeah, you know, I support you, and uh, this and that, no. They will follow through with that support by being there when you need them at important times and important things, all right? The second thing is this. When you find yourself having to defend this individual constantly, and sometimes you ask yourself why, when you know that the person that is telling you that this individual that you're around that seems to be wiring you up and bringing you down is horrible, and you're sitting there defending that low-life individual to other people, you're dealing with a jealous person. At that point, that is very much evident. You're also dealing with a jealous person when they have no regard for your position or your stature and your desires, and what is respectful for you when they push them their beliefs and their understanding on you and make you see what they want you to see instead of considering what you see as well and maybe putting them together and coming out through together you're dealing with a jealous person so what do you do you tell them stop it I don't like it and I think you're jealous of me or you can walk away from the relationship or thirdly you can keep your mouth shut and put up with it either way the information is now out there keep away from jealous people. And if they're jealous, I would say call them out. Because there's nothing like getting the truth out of you to make yourself feel better and to help them along the way in life. Because if you don't do it, they may never know. And then they have to come back in life again. Oh, gosh. And who? my Lord. People have time to do that. Okay. Anyway, the whole point is this. I hope someone at least got an inkling or can look around and think, okay, what sort of people are surrounding me? What sort of people shouldn't be surrounding me? You get your answers then. Hope this helps everybody. Have a great and wonderful time. It is Noma, DJ Sunshine, with another edition of Sunshine in Africa. Take care, y'all. Yo. Thank you for tuning in again, everyone. This is Noma, and Sunshine in Africa is the name of the show. I'm DJ Sunshine. I'm really beside myself because I just got news that Oliver Mtukuti passed away today and this is not okay. I grew up listening to Oliver Mtukuti. I actually saw him in Austin, Texas back in 2007 at Threadgills when he played uh, after ACL and I remember there were quite a few Zimbabweans there and they had their flag and that's how I knew that there were Zimbabweans and I got a chance to speak to everybody and I shook Mr. Mtukuzi's hand and It just, it brings back memories as far as childhood all the way to adulthood. This man has impacted a lot of lives and he's produced such good music and inspired and encouraged people through tough times. God rest you and rest your soul and rest in peace. You'll be forever missed. And for us here that enjoy music and broadcast and journalism, we just want to reach out to you, your family, and say be at peace, contributions to this world and to this life for not only Africans because and, and the rest of the world were enormous and will continue to be enormous and will continue to be recognized because we have something that we can look back on, which is your music and your legacy. And, and we know that, that that is a fact and that is definitely true. God bless you and your family and um, rest in peace, sir. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm DJ Sunshine and welcome to another edition of Sunshine in Africa. Today's topic is about the African man in an inter- interracial relationship. Now, it's taken me about 10 years of just careful observation, research, studying, talking to people navigating myself around um, certain circles and um, being a part of people's lives or interracial relationships. And I have concluded that it is very difficult for the African man to be accepted into a European woman's family or culture. It is so difficult, matter of fact, that even the family rejects the notion that the European girl is married to an African man. All right, so I'm going to start by pointing out a few things. The first point I'd like to make is because you are married to a white woman and you're a black man, an African man at that, you are never going to get the respect that you deserve. And here's what I say. I'm saying that the respect that you receive back home is something that is embedded in our culture. A woman knows how to speak to a man and man knows how to speak to a woman. It's something that we all grew up seeing when, if you grew up in Africa. If you're born there, you're raised there, you know what I'm talking about. If you're raised here and you have African parents and you've seen how they interact with each other, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. It is very, 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 very difficult for him to come in and say, all right, since I'm the head of the family here, since I'm the head of household, we are now required to do X, Y, and Z within this household. That woman is not going to say yes. That woman is not going to say yes because her culture supersedes your culture, which means that if she tells you that you should stay home and watch the kids and she wants to go to work, then that's what she does because her culture encourages that. Now, this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but let the truth be told because the truth is the best way to heal, okay? If you are telling me that your wife Adores you, loves you, and kneels down for you. And you've trained her to be an African woman, my friend. You may have you can train a monkey at a zoo to uh, fetch bananas from people and eat them and smile. All right, that doesn't mean that she's become African. Africa is something that is born inside you and born with you from birth, it's not something that's acquired. All right, so when you're sitting there trying to justify the fact that you're still a man in your home when you good and well very know that you're not because the society, this European society, does not put men up like that. Instead, women are put up. Women are the ones to make the choices. If a divorce occurs, the woman is given the children here. In Africa, the, the children can go with the father if they want to. So it is something that you really, 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 really should consider when you're in a interracial relationship. Where do I stand here? Secondly, how does the family feel about you? Does the family say, oh, okay, we love it, we're going with it? Probably not. In my experience and from my research, a lot of these family members are very insulted and offended that their young girl, their young daughter, Sarah, Becky, whatever her name is, I say Becky because that name is thrown around a lot in reference to white women, but you know, she used to date white men or white boys all the time in school, and she never, ever told us that she was interested in a black man. And now here she is, and now she's got all these half-cost babies, and I just, I'm i just scared because we're going to lose them. Yes, this is what I've been told, and I read you an exact quote from what someone told me, this woman's mother told me. The, the woman was white, her daughter had married a black man. And to further insult, there were people in that, within that family that would use the N-word or use the K-word to describe their relationship okay, or um, describe the man. Now, these black men will then turn around and tell me, ah, well, you know, they always treat me with respect, everybody loves me, they're just friendly and nice people. Yeah, white people are very nice and friendly in front of you, right? But they're very quick to talk about you once you close that door. They'll smile, they're very polite in front of you. As soon as you leave, they are ripping you a new one and making your life a living misery, all right? Third thing is, what do you do with these kids? You are an African man. You know where you come from. You want to travel and take your kids to go and see your place, your people, your ancestors. And your white wife tells you no. Or your white girlfriend tells you no. My kids will never step foot in Africa. It's so unsafe that it's so dirty. Meanwhile, she married an African. She thinks so badly about Africa. But the man that she's married to is an African. And I've heard this before. So quote, okay. My children will never go to Africa. At least not without me. And even then, I don't think that they would ever go to Africa because I wouldn't want to go to Africa. So because I don't want to go and have them exposed to disease and hatred and crime, I would much rather have my children be raised here as a European. Quote. What about your husband? Oh, he goes all the time. We just don't go with him. We'd rather go somewhere like Maine or Florida on vacation, And just keep it, you know, light and simple. But we're definitely not going there. Quotes. So my question to this person was, then why did you marry someone from, from Africa? Well, you know, we just fell in love. We just fell in love. More like fell in lust. Because love has no boundaries. Love will take you all over the world and back again. Love will soothe your soul. Love will make you whole again. Love will make you feel like there's nothing that you can't do. That's not love, that's lust. And lust is fleeting, love is lasting. So if you're telling me that you're so comfortable enough to date someone that's African or eventually end up marrying them and having kids with them but you will not take him home to see his own family, ancestors, They're part of their ancestry. And at this point, these kids are considered black anyway because usually when kids are mixed, they are considered black. So what are you gonna do about that? It's a delusion. It's a delusion in her head to think that her kids as white as her and what she married was a trophy, a trophy doll, something for her friends to be seen with and something for her friends to talk about. Yeah. And here's another quote I'll give you from the same person. I asked, I said, what do your friends think about you, um, with, with an African guy? Oh, well, they think it's cool. They think it's nice that I'm with a black guy. They think I'm daring. They think I'm adventurous to be with a black man, actually. They think I think outside the box. They think I'm something sort of, you know, sort of different but special at the same time. So I think, I think they think it's okay. Quote. Now, if you understood what I just read, you'll see the madness behind everything that was just said. Like I said, the African man is a trophy to this white woman. Nothing more, nothing less. It's sort of like a badge of honor to say you could be, you you can be different and marry outside your race and come back home and make everybody upset. And some, some girls here, these white girls, they do it just to upset their parents, just to make their fathers mad. Because depending on the relationship with the father, it could be a negative relationship. It could be one of those relationships where the daughter wants to prove herself to be much more than what she is. And by doing that, It just makes it better for her and that relationship with her dad. That's not okay. You cannot be used as an African man to perpetuate a standard or privilege that a white woman has for you. This has been done for centuries and centuries through colonialism. So basically you're colonizing yourself again by putting yourself in that position. And then you think that your kids can never go back and see your parents Never touch your African soil, drink African water, never have the sun beat them, beat down on their skin in Africa. I mean, and you're expected to live like that? I can see why there's a lot of hurt and angry African men that are married to white women that will confide in me and tell me all kinds of things that they would never tell their wives. It's sad, really, when you think about it, because our culture has slowly. they've started to disseminate, I mean, to destroy it. They've started to remind you that everything that you know and everything that you want to know as an African is not for you. But what you should know is the European way of life, the white way of life, and that's how you should live and just be happy. That's not okay. It's up to you to know where you come from. Study your family. Study your roots. Do a little bit of digging Talk to an auntie or two there. The aunties always know something. Aunties are the ones that are the keepers of knowledge within the family. Never mind the mummy. The auntie's the one that prevails with the knowledge. Seek guidance from your elders that know better. Involve them in your relationships. Have them screen your relationship. Everybody can put up a good front at first, but at the end of the day, what does it boil down to? You have to be able to stand on your two feet and say in your marriage, in my culture, before we get married, this is what I expect and this is what I know. And if these things are not met, then I don't really have time to be, you know, trying to figure it out with you. I saw somewhere where was it Nick Cannon or one of those empty heads. He was all like, "Ah, for so long, we couldn't date white women as black men here in America. So now we could date them. Oh, of course we're going after them. Really? I mean, that is the most ignorant statement I have ever heard in my life. But you can see the mentality of people has just systematically been broken down. Where they're willing to accept anything and everything. Just because they say you can go ahead and use the public restrooms doesn't mean that because you don't have to use a bathroom that you have to run in there just to say you went in there. No, you have to think about what you're doing every time, all the time. You have to consider your options. You also have to consider the facts and the figures in front of you. Is this relationship even worth it? Do I want to continue to spend the rest of my life with someone that won't even acknowledge my culture or my existence? And mind you, the infidelity that arises from these relationships is alarming. Because the African man will not be respected or held proper within his white marriage, right, with this, with this woman, or relationship with this woman, he often tends to cheat. And that's not something we do in our culture either. We are taught to be faithful to our partners so that we can grow strong within our, within our culture beliefs and norms. We're taught to work together with our partners so that we can achieve things that most people would, you know, would never know to achieve. But if you step outside your marriage, then you leave your children and then you still leave that relationship that you still haven't figured out in limbo. How is that helping you out? You're getting nowhere. You have got the short end of the stick in this bargain. And you really should reevaluate and see what you can do to get yourself out of that situation. I know people that have been in in relationships with white women that are perpetually in trouble. And I've always said to them, I said, why would you allow yourself, seems like every time you're with this person in a relationship with this person, You're always in trouble. That doesn't make sense to me. Why isn't this person safeguarding you, looking after you? You know, it's not okay. I remember a time where there was a man from Nigeria, I believe. Nigerian. No. Yeah, he was Nigerian. And, um, we were sitting at a, at a restaurant and we were, I was sitting at the bar of the restaurant and I was eating. And he was on the phone with his wife. And when he put his phone down, I mean that conversation was bad. It was so terrible. And we put his phone down with his wife. The screensaver showed him and his wife together. I said, Oh, is that your wife? He's like, Yeah, we're going through some problems right now. Um, I'm trying to go back to Nigeria. I've I'm I'm just trying to start my life over because I cannot I cannot live here anymore. I said, that's the first time I've heard that. Most people are dying to come here. He said, No, you have to understand something. You have to understand the fact that these Western countries, they don't like us and they don't want us. And we end up doing things that they want us to do. And we forget that we can do the same things where we are, but have that freedom to do it there. And, you know, I actually had to agree with them. And I said to him, I was like, you know, you should keep in touch because whatever you do at the end of the day, I would love to see how your company, um, you know, comes up, flourishes, because he was planning on opening a company as well. And just starting afresh with a whole new life. The last time I caught up with him, he had started up another company and uh, he had remarried and had two other children with a the, with the black woman. And he says he's never thought about ever cheating on his wife like he did with his white wife because of the problems they had with the family and how controlling she was and just being in society where women are typically in control and have rights. Now, the reason why we have women's rights in Western countries that are so big is because these Western societies allow for women to be put down. And unfortunately, this has trickled back into Africa, where women can be abused by men and the police do nothing about it because, hey, that's your wife, you can beat her. We don't beat women in Africa. okay? at least in the past, we never beat women. Women were cherished and revered. Women in Africa were held to a standard that no other woman has ever touched. Why do you think most African women are called queens and sisters? That is not something that is said in any other culture, at least that I know of. So if you're going to tell me that the black woman has a right to be abused and you know, challenged and misappropriated, that is so wrong. Not when you're dealing with a queen. But there are some black women that have destroyed themselves and immerse themselves in European culture as well. Those aren't queens, okay? Those are sisters, or barely on the sisterhood at this point. But the conscious mind always brings you back to who you are and where you should know. You can only go so far before God brings you back and says, get off that ledge, or get off that table, or get off that chair before I come and get you. Like your parents used to say when you were young and you'd mess around in the house, and hey, If I catch you on there again, I'm going to come and get you. Exactly. God will do that to you. He'll never let you fall off the deep end altogether. But maybe sometimes you will just to make sure that you gather yourself and come back swimming up. It's very imperative that we understand that we are Africans. Okay. We have cultures. We have norms. We come from a place of privilege. All right. We don't have to succumb to anybody's rulings or orders or whatever it is. You stand alone. You need to figure yourself out. You need to find out who you are. Research your family. Talk to your aunties. If you don't have any living relatives, go ahead and do your genealogy. Trace it back. You can even do it yourself. There's libraries that offer services where you can trace back who your roots are. Once you find out how strong you are and how many people in your family have been strong and resilient, you'll see that the situation that you're in in this marriage or this relationship with this white woman is a joke. And you'll have the strength to decide what you would like to do. Because remember, she will never conform to your culture or who you are, right? She will never change for you to say and satisfy you and your beliefs and your notions. What she will do is just to keep pretending, just to keep you around. But eventually she'll show her true colors. And once you see those true colors along with them teeth, ooh, brother, you better run. You better run at that point. But this is a word to the whites. Like I said, I'm not bashing anybody. I'm not talking smack about anybody. This could go either way, even with the, um, with the black woman, with the white man. Only in this instance, the black woman, if she's strong enough or clever enough, is raising her kids the way she was raised as an African woman, as an African child, and is able to instill the beliefs and knowledge that those kids deserve, and yet still acknowledge the beliefs that the, the white man has. But mostly centered towards her beliefs because that's how she thrived to, to become where she is, right? Being brought up by a black mother and being delivered by a black mother. She, she, she understands what the process of life is and what she has to do. But like men, black men, African men, they tend to be weak because once they leave their mother's teeth, they're forced then to, to survive in this world by themselves. That's why they say it's very important That when you have a partner, a good partner that, you stick by them. This world has become so toxic and so diluted with so much nonsense that it's so easy to slide at any time and never come back. But with the grace of God, you can be brought back. You have to understand that knowing thyself is building self-esteem. Knowing thyself is encouraging. And knowing thyself will put you in a position of comfort, and peace, which is what everybody deserves to to live in. I hope this helps someone, and I hope someone out there that's listening can give me some feedback. I would most love to hear from you. You can leave a, a recorded message on my Anchor podcast, and we can hash it out. We can talk about it. Maybe you have something that you want to share with me. Maybe you're going through a difficult situation with someone where you don't know if there's an out, in, or what to do. Maybe you were duped into a marriage because... All of a sudden, she showed up pregnant. You never know what's going on in someone's head, but putting it out there is encouraging people to respond, leave comments, ask questions, and get feedback. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I hope that, like you know, I tune back in with you again. And um, happy blessed day.